0: Well, hello there. There's no need to fear because the underdogs are back here on Three Dog Thursday on Bet US TV. I am the somewhat competent, somewhat capable host, T.J. Reeves. Take a look, brand new handicappers, because it is survival underdog betting. So that means we said goodbye to Matty Betts and also to Chris Farley, who were on the show last week. Neither of whom were able to get at least two, if not three, correct. That's how you stay on the show. So brand new guys aboard. Hello, Parker Fleming from the BetUS College Football Show. Good to have you on Three Dog Thursday.
1: I'm glad to be here. You know, Gary uh, Seegers has been has been championing his run on this show. And so I'm glad to get a chance to <laughs> put him in his place a little bit over here. And uh, Somebody, Guys.
0: Somebody's <laughs> got to try to top Seegers, who was here for four straight weeks before being bounced out. He did very well. At one point, was 8-1 and one with his college underdogs. Brad Thomas, he isn't sick of me yet. He filled in last week on the <laughs> BetUS NFL show and actually hit a couple of underdogs on that show. So we said, hey, let's bring him in the mix since we have an opening. Good to have you on Three Dog Thursday, my friend.
2: Thanks for having me. I got the call that you needed a little help, so I'm here to provide some assistance. (laughs) little.
0: little. We might need a lot of help uh, right now with some of the – we did not do so well. Thank you to the Tennessee Titans. Thank you to the Arizona Cardinals. And that was about it from last week's show. There was not a lot else positive, so we need some help on Three Dog Thursday. That's what Parker and Brad are here for. More from them in a second. First, a little more of me. Some housekeeping. We've got a couple of things. Uh, You, you, the viewer, you've got an opportunity right now to take advantage of a great offer from BetUS and from us on 3Dog Thursday. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on crypto right now. If you're a first-time user on BetUS, go to BetUS.com slash 3DogThursday. Use our promo code, which is 3 dog two hundred. 200% match bonus if you're an initial user all the way up to $2,500. Take advantage of our offer on BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com slash 3 Thursday. Put that promo code in Three-dog 200, again, for initial sign-up users. Also, uh, Brad and Parker are going to do a great job with their picks. But in the event that you do well with yours, put them in the comments section below what you're seeing right here from Bet US TV. It will be time-stamped. Pick three underdogs against the spread here and do so in either college or the NFL or some combination thereof. You can do two from one, one from the other, or all three college, all three NFL. The first one of you savages that gets all three correct, you're going to get US swag. Take a look at the merchandise store here. We've got shirts. We've got sweatshirts. We've got hats. We've got mugs. You get a gift card in the merch store if you are the first one to get all three correct. Did not have a winner last week. But somebody's got a chance to win. Put it in the comments below. One stipulation again. Do not edit your post. If you edit your post, you're disqualified. Because then we think you're cheating. Look at Parker. Brad. Then we think you're cheating on Saturday and uh, Sunday and changing your picks. Put the picks in right under the comments. First one that gets all three correct on the timestamp. You've got a chance for the gift card. And by the way, any of you can go into our merchandise store again at BetUS.com slash 3DogThursday. Get some swag. we got to get the boys some swag here, too. Hats, shirts. I don't know if a hat's going to fit on that quaff that Brad Thomas has. Probably <laughs> wouldn't. We might have to find that out. But anyway, hats, shirts, whatever. BetUS.com slash 3 Thursday. Get the merch. Okay, disclaimers out of the way. Let's get to underdogs. Three of them from each of us, three different rounds. The host always goes first, and I'm going to the SEC. On the Bayou will be an early start in college football for LSU and Tennessee, 11 a.m. local time. And for the Bayou Bengals, when last we saw them, they got a dramatic win at Auburn. They have had a couple of crazy games, including that opening loss Obviously, to Florida State where they had the extra point blocked in the Superdome, and that cost them overtime. Parker's still shaking his head on that one. Tennessee off a bye week. Boys, you were not here, but two weeks ago, I rode the Florida Gators and said too many points. Tennessee looked like they had it covered, but, but, but. Florida with some late scoring, got in there for Three Dog Thursday purposes. I've got LSU at home. I got LSU getting points. I watched the college football show with Parker and Gary and Kyle earlier this week for some extra help. I God knows I need the help. Some extra help. How about your stat was they are 1-5 in five under Josh Heupel in their last six SEC games against the spread. ATS, 1-5 in five, no matter where they play. Furthermore, they're four and twelve overall. Not all of that is is uh, but they are four and twelve in their last 16 games against the spread in the Southeastern Conference. Now at LSU, LSU getting three at home. Jaden Daniels has been the best weapon for the Tigers. I like them at home to win this game. Give me, give me three points here on this. Parker, you're the college football uh insider that we have here on the show. Do you want to try to talk me out of that real quick?
1: No, I I like this one. I didn't have an official play because my numbers were a little bit a little bit close to this, but I do like LSU in the spot. It's always weird in Baton Rouge. And the one big matchup I like is LSU's offense against Tennessee's defense. And Tennessee's had some issue with pass defense: 83rd in efficiency, 34th in rushing efficiency. When you see a big split like that, you think, oh, selection. People are only passing against you and they're only rushing in advantageous situations Jaden daniels for uh, lsu way more dynamic lsu and brian kelly are going to be so frustrated with how they played auburn last week i think they've got this one lined up in the barrel this is a good pick
0: okay thank you for the backing we'll see if i go down anyway but he is backing me on that i love lsu in this spot so that's underdog number one of the rounds that we have here on three dog thursday Let's go to Brad Thomas. You've got underdog number two. Let's stick with college football, and you're going to the Big Ten. What do you like and why?
2: Yeah, I'm going with Iowa, plus three and a half at Illinois. Illinois is coming off a massive, massive win in Madison against Wisconsin. I was on Illinois plus seven because they matched up so well. Now I will have to stop Chase Brown. Chase Brown's one of the best running backs, one of the most efficient running backs in the country. Iowa have an elite defense. But most importantly, in this game for Iowa, what we've seen over the past two weeks is Brian Ferentz has done a great job of getting the ball out of Spencer Petrus' hand fast. All they need is just a little bit more of offense, and they're going to be a better team. We know how stout that defense is. And for Illinois, this is a massive, massive Overlook spot or letdown spot, whatever you want to call it, because they're they're not playing against a, a one-dimensional Wisconsin. We know that Wisconsin through the years loved to run the ball. They had two year two yards of total rushing offense <laughs> against uh, against this Illinois side. That's not yeah. going to happen. And I don't think Petros is going to take a ton of sacks, so they're not going to be in down and distance too much. And if they are, they're going to lean on what is makes them so great this year, and that is their defense. The, the, the road for them to win the West is open. They're 3-2 and two right now. Just win the games that you know you can win and just let the rest take care of itself. So I'm getting plus 3.5. I think they have a very good chance to actually upset here.
0: Parker, a thought, because again, this is your wheelhouse here. Iowa was very good on the road against Rutgers, who's not good. Then they were eh, at home with Michigan. A thought on Brad's play here real quick on Three Dog Thursday?
1: Yeah, we broke this one down in detail on the BetUS show, so if you want more thoughts, up over there. I will say I'm not inclined to believe that the cavalry is coming for the Iowa offense. I'm not sure that there's much they can do. Chase Brown, one of the most involved players in college football in terms of opportunity share. He's one of three players with more than 40% of his team's targets and um, rushing attempts. So really involved, really efficient. Both defenses that have top 10, so definitely could be a rock fight if you get some points. Not the craziest thing, but man, I don't love that Iowa offense.
0: First one to 17 might win it. Brad Thomas is undaunted on Three Dog Thursday. He says, give me the Hawkeyes in a Saturday night Big Ten game in Champaign. Let's continue on Three Dog Thursday uh, with our uh, different uh, beliefs and picks here in the college game. Parker, we're coming right back to you. And this is a game in the ACC that is intriguing because the Miami Hurricanes Man, the honeymoon didn't last very long for Mario Cristobal after blowing the game at home to Middle Tennessee State. They've had a week off, and now they're playing against North Carolina, and you're going right at them with the Tar Heels here off the bye week. What is your thinking in in this pick? This game's almost the exact
1: opposite of Iowa, Illinois. If that was a rock fight, this is going to be like a roller coaster. This is going to be white knuckle, hold on to the end. Last team with the ball is going to win here. Um, North Carolina's defense, 109th in the nation in efficiency. Just absolutely, uh, uh, just, just Swiss cheese. You can get through them. Uh, super easily. Miami kind of fading a little bit. Their offense is pretty stagnant. They're pretty balanced and run past. They don't do either one very well. And in the passing game, they've had some big negative plays. So I know that North Carolina's defense can be exploited. I think Miami will score. But I like Drake May, sixth uh, sixth overall offensive efficiency. I think they'll have Miami on their heels. And we've seen this season that Miami struggles to finish in the red zone. And they struggle to kind of put together a consistent 60-minute football game. So um uh, let's let's go with a wild you know a wild game here, and I think that benefits the uh, the underdog. I'm going to go with uh, North Carolina here.
0: I had the privilege of working this game on national radio last year for Compass Media, uh, and it was what 45-42, where Miami behind uh, Taylor Van Dyke was was uh, mounting the rally, looked like they had a tying field goal, if not a winning touchdown. They got an interception in the final seconds inside the 20. of Carolina had no tie for overtime, much less a win. Let's see if we get a wild scoring game. Brad, any thought uh, here on this with Miami already uh, benching Taylor Van, uh, Tyler Van Dimes here in the last game? They've got turmoil down in Coral Gables. Maybe there's opportunity for Parker here with the, with the Tar Heels.
2: Yeah, I hate that he's betting this because I, I know I want to have the best record here. But I love this spot, actually. If you think about it, every year there's always one team in the ACC who has a preseason. They're overrated. Uh, last year I'd say it was North Carolina, and this year it is Miami. North Carolina, he said about Drake May everything that I would would want to say. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks, and he's still so young. We talked about his his maybe bad throws early in the season, but he's looked the part. And I think that if you get in a scoring contest with North Carolina, I don't think this Miami offense is going to be able to shine their shoes.
0: All right. Interesting theme because you've already, if you've been paying attention here on Three Dog Thursday, you've seen me go against Tennessee, who's off a bye week with an extra week to prepare. You've now seen Parker go against Miami, who's off a bye week with an extra week to prepare. I will go ahead and let you know that coming up, I'm about to take another team against a team off a bye week here on Three Dog Thursday. The theme continues. Let's go out to Las Vegas, shall we, on the next round here on Three Dog Thursday. Let's talk Notre Dame neutral site game with BYU. Again, the Irish, when last we saw them, Parker knows this, they beat up on North Carolina and that defense. But now they've had a week off. And now they go to Vegas to play against BYU. Are the Mormons allowed to be in Vegas? I'm not sure. we got to consult the Book of Mormon or the Church of Latter-day Saints. They're allowed to be in Vegas, right? <laughs> they usually play the basketball tournament in Vegas. So I guess they're allowed to be there. BYU uh, has been solid uh, this season. They do have the one loss against Oregon. But they I, I saw them firsthand at the beginning of the year here in Tampa where I'm based. They torched uh, USF at the beginning uh, of the season. They've, they've got some explosiveness on offense Again, Notre Dame off the bye week, but I like BYU on the neutral site. BYU, BYU, only two and one um, uh, right now. ATS against the big-time opponents uh, here at least recently, or actually two and two actually in the in the uh, last four here. But I, Marcus Freeman, I don't know. Big spot. This is going to be on ABC national television. It's a neutral-site game. I just like BYU to win this game. So again, if I'm getting three and a half points, I'm taking that on three dog Thursday. Parker, any thought here as a as a guy that's always with Gary and Kyle on the College Football Show on the new, Notre Dame's going to have the special white uniforms, like the all white uniforms too. They're pulling out that mojo, Parker. What else?
1: Hey, look good, play good. I understand that, and uh, I do have a couple friends who are uh, who are LDS, and they have texted me that they're sharing a hotel room this weekend, and they have a bed if I want to come down. So, uh, can't confirm. They but will they will be not be day.
0: accessing the minibar. They will only be drinking yeah. the water that's in the room. Yes, very good. Um, the
1: the the two reasons that I so my numbers have this exactly as a toss up. So BYU is a fine pick here. I, I I think they could cover pretty easily. The two reasons that I don't that I didn't pick BYU in this spot are. One, the physicality. We've seen BYU against Oregon get pushed around by a team that said, we just want to line up and knock you down. Now, Oregon looks like they've got some stuff going. They may be a little better than they started out the season. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But compounded on top of that is BYU actually gets a couple really good weapons back in Gunnar Romney and Puka Nakua, who are two really good Mm -hmm. wide receivers, give Jaron Hall that many more options. In an offense like this, that's so pass-heavy, you know, they're 38th in rush rate over expected, so they're 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 moving the ball a lot uh, through the air. The reps really matter, and two guys that have been out multiple weeks in this kind of slog of games that they've had at the beginning here for BYU, I think there's some gel time issues. So it might be that there might be a little bit of subtraction by addition. Getting these guys back, Jaron Hall has to do a little bit more processing. That could lead to a rough start as things kind of click. So those two reasons kind of scared me off of this. But by the numbers straight up, I have this 50-50 exactly. So a fine pick.
0: All right, we'll see what happens here. And again, Nakua is a good pass-catching weapon uh, for BYU. They won the game with Baylor, the dramatic overtime game where the kicker had missed the field goal, but they got the stop and the whole bit in overtime and won that game. Uh, We'll see what happens with that one in Vegas. What kind of Notre Dame crowd will be there in Vegas? We will find out for that primetime game Saturday. Let's continue in round two of Three Dog Thursday. We're back to Brad Thomas and Brad's going NFL with the first of what will be several NFL picks here on the show. Uh, And this is a Sunday morning game again, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 9.30, I believe, a.m. Eastern time or whichever it is. It's going to be early uh, London time just after 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The New York football Giants uh, taking on the Green Bay Packers. Did you boys know on Three Dog Thursday that in the whole history, over 15 years of the International Series, they've never had a matchup of two teams with winning records ever in October? Now they have Green Bay and the Giants both with winning records. The Giants are at 3 and 1 and uh, Brad Thomas is back and that's a lot of points against Green Bay all the way in London here. Brad, what do you like about this Giants pick here on 3 Dog Thursday?
2: Yeah, this is one of those games where if you look at the spread and you look at the Packers without doing any research, you're just like, I'm just going to lay the points on the Packers. I, I feel like everyone did that last week, and they were wondering why the Packers didn't cover. Packers right now are taking about sixty to 67 to 70% of the action because they're going to be the public play. What a lot of people are failing to realize, this young receiver core, this young Packers team, this is their first time overseas. Do you know how difficult it is to remain focused when you have a football game, but yet you are probably, most of these guys have probably never even been overseas. They're going to London to play football. We know the line's going to continue to balloon as Daniel Jones is questionable for the Giants. However, the Giants have, have a lot of optimism that Daniel Jones is going to play. We know that it's not Daniel Jones who is going to move the needle for this game. It's the coaching of Brian Dable and Saquon Barkley. Right now, Saquon Barkley is the number one rated fantasy running back. All that tells you is he is absolutely back. Even in games where they've game-planned against him uh, and he's been remotely quiet early in the game, they continue to uh, adapt and continue to challenge adversity and game-plan for him to go off. If you guys know, Dable is a a coach with experience all across the United States, and he's a championship-level coach. There's no surprise why the Giants are 3-1 and one and 3-1 and one against the spread. They're a well-coached team, and you could see it. Like, even last game when they were missing so many weapons, they still figured out a way to win. They still figured out a way to remain competitive. I think they're going to continue to do that as double as, as their coach and as long as Saquon Barkley is healthy.
0: And Barkley even had to quarterback out of the Wildcat. Yes, that was great. When, they, when they lost Tyrod Taylor. Daniel Jones, again, practicing midweek as we release Three Dog Thursday. We don't know his full status. And again, they and the Packers are going to do the same thing, which is practice Wednesday and Thursday in New York and Green Bay and then get on the plane and fly to London late in the week here to play the game. Uh, The Packers have never been there, to your point, uh, Brad. They've never played an international game before. So first time for Rodgers and company and the Packer brand uh, to be there. We shall see. Will the Giants have to go to Phil Sims? Will they? Ha- I mean, are they going to go to Eli Manning? I don't. I don't know what they're <laughs> going to do at quarterback. We'll find out. But Brad is all over the Giants uh, at plus nine and a half. I have a stat. By the way, feel free to steal this and use this as your own. This is one of the more incredible stats in in sports. I know in the New York market, they're going crazy, and baseball fans are debating about Aaron Judge with the 62nd home run. So everybody's talking about the record book or whatever. This is in the record book. And I don't know that it's ever going to be topped. When the Giants were in London in 2007, the 2007 season, they defeated the Miami Dolphins that year. That was part of a year where they won all eight games on the road, yet didn't win the division against the Cowboys. Won all eight on the road and won the international game for nine games. So now they got to go on the road for the playoffs. They beat my Buccaneers. Brad remembers Eli Manning, Plaxico Burris. They beat the Buccaneers in the wild card game. They went on to beat Dallas and Tony Romo, by the way, in Dallas. They then beat Brett Favre and the Packers in overtime for the NFC title game. And then, oh, by the way, Parker, they beat the New England Patriots, the perfect 18-0 and Patriots for the Super Bowl. That Giants team in 07 won 13 games away from home, 13, nine including the International Series in the regular season, three more in the postseason and then the Super Bowl in the neutral field. I don't know that that's ever going to be topped in any NFL season because common sense, guys, you have to think if you win all eight of your road games, you're probably going to win your division and you're probably going to get a home game. Yeah. It's just a quirk they did in that. Any thought? How crazy is that, guys? Anybody got a thought on 13 wow. wins away from home? <laughs> I think that's so,
2: that's so impressive. What's more impressive is you win that many games away from home and you don't win your division. <laughs>
0: It's hard to believe. I think the Cowboys were like 13-3 and three that year. 14-2, yeah. and 13-3, and three, and Dallas lost to the Giants, and the Giants went on to win the whole thing, and they were in London that year winning a game. I'm not saying, Parker, I'm not saying this is a Super Bowl <laughs> year for New York. I'm just saying file it away. They're back. Stuff in happens. I, 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 I follow
1: college football so much I can't even fathom a team like that being allowed to compete for the national championship <laughs> for the Super Bowl. So that's just that's crazy to me. I wonder if the uh, the water in their locker room was cold at uh, in, in the Giant Stadium all season or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but to win that many times, I mean, I, in a college season, this would be like somebody winning eight or nine times away from home because you don't get thirteen yeah. opportunities away from home. But to win like eight or nine times away from home in a college season would be incredible if you were able to do it. So there you go, Giants and the points early in England uh, is Brad's pick uh, for round number two. Reminder, as you're seeing us on Three Dog Thursday, we're obviously here on Thursday's US TV. Hit the like button, hit the bell. Make sure that you're subscribed on BetUS TV. More and more of you are finding the show. Share it out. And again, get in the comments section down below once again, the first, the first fan, the first peep that gets three underdogs correct, college, NFL, or some combination thereof. It's timestamp below us. You get those correct. You get a gift card in the BetUS Three Dog Thursday a store to get some cool merch, shirt, hat, mug, whatever you want. Uh, be the first one to take care of it. Okay, round two concludes. We're back to Parker with another college football underdoggy. You're going fun belt, fun belt, sun belt. What do you like and why?
1: Let's get weird. I like uh, I like Georgia Southern. My numbers actually have Georgia Southern over Georgia State straight up. So I'll absolutely take some points here. These are two teams that have had kind of fun seasons. They've played um, some interesting schedules. You know, Georgia State has played South Carolina, North Carolina and Coastal Carolina, which feels like some kind of achievement to get those early on. And of course, Georgia Southern has that good win against at Nebraska. Um, on the road that kind of uh, the, the the final blow, the final crushing blow yes. of Scott Frost's tenure there. Um, a big narrative about this uh, game is the, is the discrepancy in schedules because Georgia State has played one more Power 5 team, but you know, looking at Sagarin, this is a difference of fewer than 20 spots, 73rd, uh, and then I think 92nd for Georgia Southern in terms of strength of schedule there, and we know that strength of schedule differences are non-linear, right? The difference between number 1 and number 20 is not the same size as the difference between number 21 and number 40, for example example. example. So um, that difference is actually a little bit negligible. Georgia Southern, one thing they do I really like, they pass the ball a ton. They're seventh in rush rate over expected. They're they're really moving the ball through the air and they're 50th in EPA per pass. So high volume passing, high volume or high efficiency passing, that's sustainable week to week. I like that. And get this, Georgia State's passing defense, 98th in EPA per pass, expected points added. So I like this matchup to be close. Georgia um, Southern gets a couple points here. I think they should win this straight up by just throwing the ball all over the field. Um, give me the Eagles over the Panthers.
0: And that's a rivalry, obviously, in that state, Georgia Southern. I've been there for games in Statesboro before Georgia State, playing in Atlanta and at the, where the old Ted Turner Field is. It's now Georgia State's uh, home field there in downtown Atlanta. Let's see what happens in that Sun Belt matchup again. Parker, you see him with Gary and with Kyle on the college football show. Parker's all over a Sun Belt game. Pay attention, kids, on Three Dog Thursday as our handicappers try to hang in in survival betting. He likes Georgia Southern. Let's go on to round number three. And I am going to go to the National Football League for the first time in round number three here. I like an NFL underdog. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. Last week on this show, our buddy Chris Farley was all over them. Uh, I believe, uh, Brad, you were also yes. all over Arizona on the Bet US NFL show later on Thursday. Cardinals now off that win, straight-up win at Carolina, back home with the Eagles. We're going against a team that's 4-0 here if you're going against the Eagles. I just, I like the Cardinals for several reasons. One of them is Kyler Murray has been making plays, and I think the Eagles are due for a letdown game. They were turning the ball over and having problems against Jacksonville. They had a better talent disparity, though, and they overcame it and they beat the Jaguars. Now they're on the road in the desert. I know the Cardinals have lost their first two games to the Chiefs and to the Rams, and they didn't cover in either one of them, but I think they're due. I'm kind of looking at the overdue here cardinals have been very good in this series by the way new coaching staff for philadelphia with nick sirianni but the last five times philly has played in arizona arizona's won the game and has covered so for whatever it's worth historically this is a favorable matchup for the cardinals again that doesn't have much to do with kyler murray against jalen hurts but i like that mojo i like the cardinals at home Brad Thomas, you want to talk me out of this real quick? I know you had the Cardinals (laughs) last week. What do you think? Yeah,
2: I am uh, actually going to be on the Eagles. Um, The Cardinals are a terrible team. I think we got them in a great spot this year. Uh, I mean, last week when we were able to bet on them. The Eagles, everyone is expecting the Eagles to fall down at some point, to come off their their high. But they have a top 10, if not top 5 defense, and an offense with weapons that can continuously come at you. The Cardinals aren't very good against the rush. Uh, Miles Sanders has been doing pretty well. The Cardinals don't get much pressure on the quarterback. And Jalen Hurts is mobile enough to when they get pressure, I don't expect them to cause too much uh, chaos in the backfield. So I like the Eagles. Anytime I want to get the Eagles under a touchdown... For much of the season, I'm going to have to bet them. I bet them last week, and I re-bet them live, minus two and a half, when uh, Jalen Hurts threw the pick six. They were turning over the ball a ton, but that was a weather game. Now they're going to have better weather. They're just a better team outright.
0: Listen to my invited guest on Three Dog Thursday, (laughs) poo-pooing all over my Cardinals pick. And with good reason, because they've lost the first two at home. I just like a little mojo in the desert. Uh, the Eagles feeling good about themselves. Everybody in Philly talking about Super Bowl this and Super Bowl that. Settle down. It's September. We're not, We're not. you know, it's, it's only games in September. We're just now to October. Let's see. Let's see what it looks like. Obviously, I'm backing the Cardinals, the other birds in this matchup. All right. So in round two, Brad Thomas, right back to you. If you are not interested in the Cardinals, what underdog are you interested in for your final play?
2: Oh, as a Buccaneers fan, this terrifies me, but I feel like uh, you and I are probably two of the most honest Buck fans, and mm. I just feel like 9.5 points is too many, and I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if they win this game outright. They're definitely down Patterson, which is going to be a huge blow, but one thing that the Cardinals, uh, I mean, excuse me, one thing that the Falcons have done well is move the ball. This Bucks defense is good, big bend, don't break. But the Falcons, all they have to do is move the ball enough to to get chunk points. That's field goals. Anytime you get a field goal against the Buccaneers, who are 22nd in yards per play right now, which is dreadful, you're gonna have a success. Listen, three and zero against the spread this year. They're seven two and one against the spread in their last ten away games against the Tampa Bay team that normally was moving the ball on them. They they struggled. Now the Tampa Bay team cannot run the ball. Uh, their their receiver core
0: is basically
2: non-existent. You Are have, you
0: available to catch a pass? I know you're in Central Florida, not far from to, Tampa. If they need to can call you, me, I Cole can Beasley drive. Parker hung him up. But we'll find out if Brad can run a route or what his forty time is. Maybe if the Buccaneers <laughs> need him, I uh, think my forty time now is a little bit slower. But listen, <laughs> I can I can run me some run me I can
2: run some out routes. I could get open, get off the line I'm... 220 pounds? I keep, pounds I keep accessing
0: foot? the quaff, the dew. Can that do get under a helmet, though, if it can. need be? for the Buc- can just, okay, just good. To comb it down. A lot of people to play
2: this game as the Brady revenge game, you know, the, the whole divorce and all that. I don't buy into that nonsense. Brady's been dealing with this all season. Some headline is not going to change the way he's been playing, and ultimately it's not always his decision. I just don't think this Tampa Buccaneers team is as good as everyone says. I, I think the Bucs will still make some noise, but they're not blowing teams out, so a seven point win four point win three point win the Bucks are going to take them any way they can get them.
0: I would agree with that they've not tried to run the ball enough and again I'm associated no. for those that are not aware Parker may not know this fully. I'm part of the uh, the of the Buccaneer broadcast uh, and they got they got housed the other night by the Chiefs especially up front. the Chiefs did whatever they wanted with a physical offensive line and Mahomes is a magician. Atlanta doesn't have the same offensive line. Uh, Mariota is not Patrick Mahomes. We'll see. Uh, Brad is believing in the Dirty Birds. I don't know about that play. We will find out coming up. Uh, Parker, we are going to go to you here uh, for a final underdog play in round three. You are going to the NFL. And by the way, as they're seeing us on Three Dog Thursday, you're going right away to the Thursday night game with the Colts and the Denver Broncos. Give me a thought or two on what stood out about this.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad you said the word mojo in the desert about your pick earlier because we're going straight vibes here. This is the first NFL game that I have picked on any show, anywhere. So this is the groundbreaking wait, wait, wait. moment ever? for the audience. We're making history
0: ever, ever. History. ever, making history we'll on Three
1: Dog Thursday here. I love it. And I am making a, a bet that I think is a little bit insane. It's a little bit of a hair Mary, but I think I've talked myself into it. The Colts and the Broncos are both 1-3 and against the spread this season. So something has to give here. In the last 10 games between the Broncos and the Colts, The Broncos are 30% against the spread. You would have lost 4.27 units if you bet on the Broncos over that span. Uh, In the NFL, obviously, quarterbacks are super important. And uh, Russell Wilson is completion percent over expected. So if you're not familiar with that, you know, based on the location and the pass rush and the route and all that, how how likely is it that you would make, that you would complete a pass relative to average and then, you know, we subtract that from your actual completion percentage. Russell Wilson is 19th in the NFL at minus 1.4. Matt Ryan for the Colts, minus one. So he's actually performing better for better than Russell Wilson, and his expected completion percentage is five percentage points more than Russell Wilson. So there's issues at the quarterback position for both of these, but Russ is having a really start, really rough start to the season. I know Jonathan Taylor's out uh, for Indianapolis. Um, they've got some death of the running back there, but I will say, as an analytics nerd, I do have to admit, running backs really don't matter. It's more about scheme and execution and opportunity. I'm fading Denver here. Um, Indianapolis has been a little fighty, but I'm going to give them the edge on Thursday night. I'm going to go with Indianapolis here.
0: How about that? And again, for the Broncos, they lost Javante Williams, the running back torn ACL, uh, Brad Melvin Gordon can't hang on to the football. He fumbled again against yeah. the Raiders last weekend. Denver is a mess on offense. I thought about Parker's play real quick here. Yeah,
2: I actually like Parker's play, and I hope that uh, that Shaq Leonard can play. That'll be a huge difference because the Denver Broncos cannot protect the quarterback. And that's if, if Shaq Leonard comes in the game, that just ulti- ultimately changes the schemes that the, the Colts can run defensively. I don't see how the Broncos are, are in any position to be laying points against anybody. I don't care if it's the the winless Texans. Like They're
0: not a good team, so I like his play. Again, the Colts surprised the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. They hung in against the Titans, but we had that on Three Dog Thursday, that that was more about Tennessee waking up. Parker says, give me Indy or give me the k- on this one for the NFL. That's the one game he likes. He likes Matt Ryan. We'll see how that one uh, plays out for Thursday night right away. Uh, They're in the Mile High City. Denver already on national TV like for the third time. Early on, they got them a bunch early uh, here because Denver may not be very good later uh, for this Thursday night showdown. Okay, so three rounds complete by means of recap. Let's go back and take a look at the entire show here. I won't go over pick by pick, but this is what we have uh, through all three rounds from all of our handicappers. You will see that Brad is going with one college game, large neutral site A dog in England in the New York Giants, another large one in the Atlanta Falcons. Should I mention to Brad Thomas that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have not only won but covered in all four matchups with Atlanta? I should have said that to you before you took the Falcons, but we'll see what happens uh, in this matchup. I like uh, LSU in in an early game in the SEC. I like BYU out in Las Vegas with Notre Dame, and you see the NFL team I like. And for Parker, pay attention here, North Carolina and Georgia Southern, two plays on two teams in the South, and the Colts on Thursday night. With that, we are almost done. Any final thoughts? Parker, you and Gary and uh, Kyle Hunter do a great job on the college football uh, show each and every week. We love watching you are there. Any final thought here, Parker, before we depart?
1: Thanks so much. No, this has been great. Hopefully my, hopefully my NFL pick works out, but I think I've got a couple fun college plays here, and I uh, enjoyed chatting with you guys. Enjoyed uh, enjoyed picking some games.
0: And again, if he gets at least two correct, Parker is back. The same for Brad Thomas. We see you on all of the real football, the round football coverage. We've also seen you fill in a little bit on the BetUS uh, NFL show. I thank you for being here. Any final thoughts, Brad, before we're done and before we're good?
2: Yeah, I would say uh, one thing to remember when you're betting underdogs, sometimes you got to throw past years out. Teams that have made drastic change, and
0: most impressively, Kansas. When they're an underdog, take Mm. the points. How about college game day for ESPN at Lawrence, Kansas, for the matchup with TCU Kansas already 5-0 to start this season? Nobody had that coming. That's why we love college football in that regard. And we love the NFL. We're beginning to figure some things out about the NFL. Cowboys playing the Rams this weekend in a marquee game. Uh, Bengals and Ravens in a Sunday night game. We left those alone for Three Dog Thursday, but you'll get more advice on the BetUS NFL show Thursday, 1 Eastern time, and you can play it back whenever you like. Again, we're here on Thursdays with Three Dog Thursday. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Great job, Parker. Great job, Brad. I hope both of you are back next week. Two victories at least, if not all three. You're back next week. Good luck to both of you. Thank you for hanging out here on Three Dog Thursday, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much. Thank
0: you. And we thank you for watching. Thanks to everybody, Alejandro and company at BetUS. We're here on Thursdays. Make sure you like and subscribe us and subscribe to us. Share it out. We're here Thursdays doing nothing but underdogs on Three Dog Thursday.